Can you tell me about your terrible day job? Well, when I say terrible, I mean, I didn't get beaten. I wasn't, you know, thrown out a window or anything. But the point is that I came to Melbourne in 1984 as a young person because there was no work in Albury and I wanted to be a radio announcer and I got a job in the public service. Now, the public service is a fantastic institution, but the job was just so boring. You know, it was as a creative person, I was brain dead 98% of the time. And, you know, in a way, brain dead is better than broke. So I, I went, but I, I got to a point where I just couldn't do it anymore. And actually, the, the government went through a lot of restructuring and I got retrenched and thrust into the private sector was very very scary at that time but it would, was actually the best thing that happened to me because it made me take control of my life and say okay boring is better than broke but now we're really in trouble because I hated the jobs like I was going I've, I've said many many times that there's been a couple of times in my life where I was treated really really atrociously at work and most people would not accept that and I'm a bit embarrassed that I did Maybe it just shows me my character. I'm quite a passive person, quite a patient person. And I just sucked it up because we just bought a house. You know, I just got married and I have a beautiful wife and I didn't want to let her down. So I just went to this day job and just got treated atrociously, like yelling from the boss in front of clients in the busy showroom. Just really, really awful, hum humiliating things. On my 40th birthday, I just went to the boss and I said, look, I, I can't do this anymore. I, I just can't do this anymore. I'm sorry. I know I've been trying. I've been really pushing the parameters. I'm, I'm, I'm quite uh, happy to give it a go. But I was getting sick. You know, I was getting ill. And I'm sure you've dealt with clients that have issues with their career. And this is exactly why I'm so excited mm. to come on this show. Mm. Because I was getting ill. I was getting depressed. I didn't want to go. Um, you know, everything was going wrong. I was fighting with my wife because I was angry all the time. So I just left. And not everyone can do that. Not everyone has the courage or, or the capacity, both, to say, you know what, anything's better than this. Anything is better than this. I hate my job. I can't stand it. Five days out of seven, I'm miserable. Nothing makes up for this. I've got to solve this. My wife agreed. We'd paid a bit off the house by then. She's very supportive. And this is where the fun starts. This is actually where my life began, Jane. This is where my life began. Mm. I went to a career counsellor and I said, I have no idea what to do. I, and I really, really recommend career counsellors because I was one of them for a while and they're really cool. And I said, I don't know what to do. I just know that I hate the jobs that I've had so far and I honestly have no idea what I want to do next. And she gave me this really surprising answer. She says, you know what, Keith, I, I think that you would make a sensational career counsellor because you've worked for 20 years in jobs you've hated, you understand the workforce, and you're, you, know, you bring that wisdom of uh, engagement with you because you've done it. What, have you considered that? You know, you're good with people and, you're, and we did all the tests. I think I did my Myers-Briggs. I'm an ENFP. You know, we did the tests and I, and I said, I think you would make an excellent career counsellor, something to consider because nothing else is coming up. And I did it. I went back to uni. I studied my guts out for a year. After 20 years of not doing that, it was quite difficult. But I got my graduate diploma in career education from RMIT. And this is where 
it got really interesting. Instead of uh, saying, okay, I could just put flies in the letterbox. I could just advertise in the local paper. I got really, really, really interested in doing something else. So we started this radio show called Career Success Radio. What a cool idea. Mm. Every week for two Mm. years, we actually practiced our craft on air with real people. Fantastic. So people would ring in, and this is a true story, Jane. People would ring in from London, Vancouver, Toronto, New Caledonia, Brunei, Peru, and say, mate, no one in my town speaking like this. I don't have this option in my town. I'm, I'm staying up for you. I got a guy actually, wrecked. he said, mate, I'll get up for your show. It's 3.35 a.m. here in London. Actually, I think he was in Birmingham. Um, it's 3.35 a.m., but your show is so valuable to me that I get up for it. I don't stay up for it. I get up for it. And what a great what a great thrill to know that someone actually valued my wisdom so much that he got out of bed at 3.32 in the morning, allowing three minutes to you know go to the toilet and make a cup of tea. And then my show would start and he would ring in live and go, mate, I'm loving this. <laughs> and so this is the essence of my creativity. I, I wanted to be in radio. I wanted to be in music. I am a performer at heart. Most of my colleagues at the time, this time was 2008, uh, most of my colleagues at the time were putting flyers in the letterbox. They were putting ads in the local paper. They might have had a website. Most of them didn't. They were doing all sorts of sort of offline things, and they were sort of poo-pooing what I was doing. A lot of them were saying, mate, this is never going to work. I mean, what a waste of time. What are you doing that for? Why don't you just go into the city, put a suit on, hand out flyers? I said, okay, you do that if you want to. But I don't want to do – I didn't want that model. Yeah, you know what's really interesting is that you, you are actually ahead of your time because um, by having the radio show, people were listening to your voice. They were able to uh, phone in and speak with you. They were getting to know you. And that's such a, a good way to market, so much better than handing out flyers because, you know, a, a flyer is really impersonal. And, and I think this this – leveraging what you really enjoyed you know you were talking about how much you loved being on the radio right from a very very early age over the years you were able to hone your craft and find out what you were really passionate about and you managed to get onto the radio which must have been such a thrill Um, and to be able to assist others who are stuck in their careers too as you had been for so long what a great way for things to turn out for you it it was a very 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 uh light bulb moment for me i mean this is 2008 i formed a company called career journeys australia my tagline was career change is not only possible it's exciting i I really wanted to let people know that if you hate your jobs i'm right here for you and not just because i'm there's money in it i've done it and i uh, i personally believe that the the best people in the world have experienced their craft there's plenty of people that have done stuff that they teach indirectly because there's money in it, and this actually is very common in the social media space. But I'm doing it. I've left my job. I've hated my job. I've had to jump off the cliff and feel the fear, and I'm with you. So when someone would come with to me before that, I actually had that experience. And uh, that was a relatively ex- exciting time. For about five years I did that. But I, I noticed – that I was getting much more joy and many more inquiries about, Keith, how are you doing this radio thing? 
And how do you get people to listen? Like one particular show, I'm so proud of this, one particular show had 1,800 downloads in three days in 126 countries. Wow, amazing. And so I thought there's something in this. Like separate to the idea that, as you said, a, a flyer is very impersonal. Mm. You know, it just didn't suit me to go into the city in the, on a cold morning outside of the bank district and just hand out flyers to corporate people coming out of the train station. I mean, that just didn't suit me. It's just not my model of the world. Whereas I knew that people in Peru and Azerbaijan and Vladivostok were listening to my show going, look, I really hate my job. And, and I can listen to you silently. I mean, so many people said to me, Keith, I never listen to the show live, but you know what? Every week I download your show when I walk the dog. Mm. 